Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, this is Drive Radio, hour number two. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Our call-in number, by the way, 303-477-5600. You can also text us a question, 307-200-8222. And to go along with uh, the question of the day, which is, what have you had in the past you sold you wish you hadn't? Could be a car, could be any number of things. But uh, Britt from Worldwide Vintage Autos is joining us. Great new sponsor of ours. Britt, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm great, sir. Thank you for having me on. No, I appreciate it. It was great meeting you guys this week, and, and we had a long, long conversation. Very much enjoyed it. So I guess first off, in your words, I, I did a lot of explanation in the last hour, but but from you know you guys' end of it, talk about worldwide vintage autos, what you guys do. The one thing I didn't get into last hour that maybe you could touch on is the whole financing end of things and how you can help folks get into a vintage car. But talk about you, know, you guys' how should I say this, the history of kind of the vision you had for this and so on. Absolutely. So we're a uh, classic car dealership based here in Denver, Colorado, uh, more of the high volume base. So we have about 200 plus cars in stock at any given time. Uh, and it's going to be all genre. So the four by fours, the muscle cars, whatever yep. it may be, really anything that's in the, uh, the classic and collectible uh, range. We've been in business since 2011. And um, through the years, we've consistently grown into what we are today which like i said over 200 cars in stock and um, we have customers nationwide uh, that we ship to and uh, we're bringing these cars pretty much all over the place at this point that's awesome uh and again folks for those of you and i i we brit and i had this conversation earlier in the week a lot of you have probably seen some ads and different things and let me assure you they are for real this is not some, you know, online scam deal where, you know, they're going to take a cashier's check and require you to give them money back and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. There's no scams here whatsoever. This is a legit deal. The location, I've been through it. I've watched the way the cars are, you know, checked out, um, partially reconditioned. We'll talk about that here in a minute, Britt. But, you know, bottom line, you guys are all legit. You've got everything there to buy a classic car. And as I stated in the last hour, uh, and I want everybody to understand this, there are a few exceptions to this, but for the most part, these are just good, solid driver cars, right, Britt? Absolutely. So what we do is going to be the more the mid-range. Um, we call it the, the affordable classic car range. A lot of these aren't going to be perfect show-quality cars, but a good driver at that. And they have a few imperfections here and there. We do our best to disclose that. We want absolute transparency with each customer. We want you guys to know what you're getting if you do come to purchase a vehicle from us and uh, just be comfortable with the vehicle that you're getting. Now, on top of that, and I mentioned this last hour as well, you guys also need cars. We've got a lot of listeners out there that may very well have something that hey, they'd like to have the room, or maybe they'd like to switch into a different car. You know, they've had enough fun with the car they have now, or maybe they've gotten to a stage in life where that car doesn't fit their lifestyle any longer. 
could be everything from, hey, I can't climb in and out of it like I used to. I mean, some of the sports cars get pretty, you, you know what I mean by that, Britt? You've got to be a contortionist in some cases to get in and out. Maybe they want something that's a little bit more comfortable. You guys have the ability to take the old car, sell it for them. In fact, you do a lot of that. It's a majority of what you do. And then also help them get into whatever else they want, right? Most definitely. We'll do all the hard work for you. Drop your car off with us. Uh, we'll handle the listing, the detail. We do a safety inspection on each vehicle. Um, we'll get it online there, and we have a very broad audience across the country. Typically, we can liquidate uh, a vehicle inside of 45 days when we sell that for something. Okay, walk, walk me through, and I know we talked about this this week, but everybody that's listening wasn't with you and I, so talk about that process and how you do that for somebody. Let's say there's somebody listening. They've got a car. They'd like to move it. They don't want to go through all the hassles of you know, Facebook marketplace and Craigslist and eBay and all the different venues that are out there, which, by the way, is a huge hassle. Walk us through how that works for somebody listening. Sure thing. So you're going to call our consignment team over here worldwide. Um, you're going to basically let us know what you're looking to get out of the vehicle. We're going to compare that against the market. We're going to pull some comps, okay. see what these vehicles are getting right now. And uh, the biggest thing for us is we contact you. Um, we, we put a number down that on our contract that when the vehicle sells, you're going to get a set number. Uh, okay. There's no back and forth. There's, there's no hidden fees, nothing of the sort. We want you to know absolutely what you're going to get out of the vehicle uh, when, it's, when it's all said and done. Okay, so, so we'll, uh, you know, you, we're going to say it's an XY vehicle, and you guys have set on a price of thirty grand. That's the price you guys are set on when you sell it. The customer gets thirty grand. Yes, sir. That's correct. Okay. There's, there's no back and forth when you drop off a getting in your pocket, and uh, we try to make people very comfortable with that number and understand that we're going to handle the rest. And, and the, the other advantage that you guys have, by the way, on that is you've got the ability to then find that customer you've got them from all over the country you can handle financing if somebody doesn't have the ability and the funds to just pay cash you handle all the title work i mean really you're it's a one-stop shop all somebody does and and again answer me on that end of it as well so this particular you know i've got the car i'm guaranteed the 30 grand how do i handle the title and all of that and, and walk me through that process you're going to hold that title until we sell the vehicle okay uh, once it's once it's sold uh, once you have a customer, it's it's all said and done. You're going to bring that title in. We're going to swap it out on the spot for a check. Okay. Uh, it's a done deal. We're going to okay. handle all the title work. Perfect. Where we're going to transfer it over. You do not have to mess with it in any way. So I'm not giving you a title ahead of time, and there's no risk as far as all that goes. You know, you've got the car. I've got the title. You know, it sounds like a song now, but you've got the car. I've got the title. And at the end of the day, we go down, we swap. I get my check, and uh, you get the title, and away we go. Absolutely, that's correct. Insurance. That's one thing you and I did not talk about this past week. How does the insurance side of that? I'm assuming since it's still my car and I've got the title, I need to keep the car insured. At least on a storage policy, you do. Okay. Okay. You're probably handling the insurance where if somebody wants to take it for a test drive and all of that, that's on you. But I at least need to make sure I've got a storage policy on it at that point. That's correct. Well... We'll cover any, any incident inside of what we would call an act of God, so a flood, a fire, anything of the sort. And that's why we require you to keep the storage policy on. Okay, perfect. And by the way, for all of you listening, my recommendation would be, in most cases, classic car insurance is pretty inexpensive anyways. I would just leave my policy in effect until Brit sells the car for you, Worldwide sells the car. I would just leave it as is, let them sell the car, then cancel it the day the car sells. That's what I would do. I agree. That's what most folks do. It's, it's like we said. Like I said, we recommend at least that storage policy. You're, you know, you're not. And, and again, I've got folks that we work with. You know, Paul Lewinberger from 
American National Insurance, they have, you know, Chrome, they've got a policy that really is pretty inexpensive, uh, Brit. It doesn't, it doesn't cost folks much just to keep that thing in, in, uh, in effect, if you would, all the way up until you guys do that swap. Talk about the event, though, that you got coming up here in a couple of weeks. Second Saturday of every month, you do cars and coffee. Talk about that and how folks can get involved. That's correct. We're excited about this one. Uh, two weeks from today is our, uh, our cars and coffee event, 9 a.m. to noon. We have a complete open house, food truck, music. Um, come check out our facility, meet our sales team. Uh, we're here to answer any questions you may have. But like I said, over 200 cars in stock. So you guys are more than welcome to look around and check out everything we have. Uh, we, we encourage you to bring your vehicle as well. We'll have some awards that we're giving out. Nice. Uh, just to be a really, really fun event. And again, folks, I was there last Wednesday. You will not be disappointed. Trust me. I didn't even get a chance to look at every single vehicle that was there, but saw enough where you guys, and again, uh, Britt said it all, it doesn't matter what your flavor of car is. It's probably there. I'll, I'll just say it that way. I don't know how else to say it, Britt. You guys have that good of a selection. We, we have a car for everyone. <laughs> it's awesome. Phone number. How do folks get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to do that? You can call us at 877-422-1570. Um, chat with our sales team. Like I said, any questions, happy to help. Even if you guys want to hop on a FaceTime with one of our sales guys and you can't make it by the shop. Um, we're happy to do that walk around the vehicle. Nice. Give you all the minute details that you don't see online. Pictures, you can only get so much. Our description, yep. we, Good we point. tell everything that we can within there. But, but videos and, and talking with our team is really what's going to get you the full idea of the vehicle. So we encourage you to do that. Give us a call, 877-422-1570. Brett, looking forward to the relationship that we are now starting to build. You guys are great. I appreciate it very much. I had a ball out there last Wednesday. And, yeah, folks, two weeks from today, head out there, and we'll be talking about it that day as well. But, Britt, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, sir. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. You bet. Take care. Uh, let's go to Caroline, who's got a answer for us on the question of the day. Caroline, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Good. You know, I just wanted to tell you about the, the car that, to this day, I... I'm sick thinking about the <laughs> don't 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 be sick. You know you can't go back in time. It is oh. what it is. But tell us what it is. Oh God, it was my baby. I had a uh, '55 Porsche Speedster oh. Oh. Yeah. with a Super 90 engine, and it was wow. beautiful. Yeah, that's one that you wish you hadn't let go. I I can sympathize with you very much. Yep, yep, but, yep. But you can't go back. It is what yeah, it is, Caroline. I mean, here, here's the plus side. You at least owned one, not most people, you know, very few people can say that. So at least you owned it. Yeah, no, and I had five years of driving that baby. Okay, so, you know, count your blessings there. I do, I do. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline. Appreciate it very much. Russ, hang tight. Want to come back, give you plenty of time. We're up against a break, so we'll be right back. Two lines open, 303-477-5600, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Service's air hot start to summer here in Colorado. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant, cleans it, and we put it back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. As members of Colorado Auto Care, we'll back it up with Napa's nationwide 36,000 miles or 36 months peace of mind warranty. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. 
To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick it up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic, altercations, and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Arvada West Auto & Truck, we repair your car in a way that most other mechanics don't. Modern cars and trucks are controlled by complicated computers. And just like your smartphone, they need an update every once in a while. Oftentimes, other mechanics ignore the complicated problems that your car's computers can have because the tools needed can be expensive and it takes time to learn how to use them properly. At Arvada West, we spend the money on the right tools and we take the time to learn how these updates can help to improve everything about your car. That's why our experienced technicians take the extra time to include updating your car or truck's computer to make sure it's running the best it can. Come visit us at 11752 West 64th and let Arvada West update your car or truck. Call 303-422-1065 
to make your computer update appointment or visit us on the web at arvadawestautoandtruck.com. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. About halfway through the show, not quite. Russ and Cheyenne is up next. Go ahead, Russ. Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. So I was the one that sent you the pictures of that uh, clutch. Oh, got it. Week. And that um, was in a Corvette? Was that right, or what was that in? No, it was a Jeep JK. Oh, in a JK. So I don't know why I thought Corvette. That yeah. was in a JK. So, you know, question <clears throat> on that one is, you know, did it... I mean, did that just happen in normal driving, or did somebody slip the clutch badly, or what? Because it looks to me like the disc just came apart. Yeah, so it, that's actually a second clutch in under a month. And so the the shop that put the first one in, um, they didn't know what brand they put it in. They just got it from a parts house. Okay. So when that went out, I had him get a loop, because I've never had any issues with loop before. Right. And then that loop made it 50 miles. Okay. And, uh, no, no, and I'm I not trying to be good. not trying to be critical here, but in my lifetime of doing clutches, even with some what I would consider to be maybe subpar, you know, clutches in the past, um, I I'd almost have to ask who's driving and how. Well, and so the reason I, I say it's not him is because his old clutch had 130,000 miles. Okay. Same driver. So, yeah. yeah. I lost you too, Rush. You got really faint. Sorry. There you yeah, go. That's same better. Driver, same everything. So same driver, same everything, no issues, no any other changes, tires, anything else along those lines? Nope. Nothing else changed. Um, so, and they, it's been two, two of those loop clutches failed the exact same way. And Russ, I'm barely, I'm barely hearing you, so I'm going to put you back on hold and see if we can't get him back at it. Let me go to to Craig. Let's see if we can't get a better connection with with Russ there. I want to make sure I'm hearing the rest of that story. Craig, you're up next. Go ahead, Craig. Hey, John. That uh, cars and coffee in two weeks. Where is that at? I heard a phone number, but I did not hear it. In, that in will address. be at Worldwide Vintage Autos, four thousand one Forest Street, Denver, Colorado. 80216 and that will be on August the 13th but they have an event Cars and Coffee the second Saturday of every month so for all of you listening uh you know second Saturday of every month is when those are Okay and the neighborhood right. I don't there it's not really a neighborhood it's the industrial area right off of like Monaco and I70 so I don't know what that neighborhood right. would be called I I don't know but basically I70 and that you know, Dahlia, Monaco, kind of that, you know, Colorado Boulevard, kind of that area right there on the, on the south side of I-70. Okay. And, and it, by the way, it's a big, huge facility, 80,000 square feet, and it'll be a blast. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see you next Saturday. All right. Appreciate it, Craig. Thank you very much for that. I do mean that. And let me put this one on hold for Larry really quick. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's Russ that's back. I'm just going to jump on. Russ, is that still you? Yep. There we go. That's better. Welcome back, sir. Okay. Yeah, All right. Sorry. No, no, much better. Um, much, much better. So, same driver, 120,000 on the first clutch. This one went bad. Both, you know, two in a row, basically. Yeah, and they both failed the exact same way. The uh, it's like when they put the rivets in, they they drove them too deep, and so they just broke out of the media. Yeah. And what um, the first brand you don't know, the second brand was definitely a Luke. Well, when they pulled the first one out, it did turn out to be a Luke. So they're both Lukes. So. Yeah, so I'm assuming no, man, that's got to be an issue on run. their end, then. Yes. Yeah, because they both failed the exact same way. 
And so when when he replaced it this time, he put a brand new flywheel, brand new clutch. Um, we actually replaced the fork. Um, they replaced the snout on the transmission because, you know, he just wanted yeah. to make sure everything was good, and it failed the exact same way as the first one did. Yeah, I'm guessing this is a quality issue that that Luke's got going on. Which, to your point, I you know, knock on wood, I I've used a lot of Luke clutches over the years and never really had any issues. But doesn't mean they can't have a bad batch. The problem with this is, you know, if they had a bad batch, you're getting the same discs most likely out of the same batch. Exactly, and that's that's what I'm guessing too. I mean, I don't know how many JK clutches they sell in a month, but oh, I'm, I'm guessing a bunch. That- they're probably all from the same batch. Uh-huh. I mean, like I said, they both failed the exact same way both times. So, yeah, that's a that's but, a quality control issue on the part. And I would switch over to either a you know just go to the Napa brand that's a non Luke or go to Center Force or something like that. Yeah, I'm not. And sure by the exactly way, if you do Center you Force, do. don't do the you know don't do any of their fancy you know you know dual clutch you know dual plate things or anything. just just put a regular Center Force clutch in it and call it good. Okay. You don't need um, anything fancy. So as far as the worldwide, I've actually sold a car through them years nice. ago. Okay. Um, I was trying to sell one of my hot rods, and I was getting nothing but scammers. Oh. Um, it was ridiculous. Okay. I mean, it just literally everybody was just trying to steal my car from me. Yep. And I got really frustrated, and I found those guys, and it was nice because they told me what they were going to give me for the car. Um. I was able to take the car down there, store it in their warehouse. So it was out of my garage. Yep, and that's what they do, and they sell it. And and they sold it, yep. and I didn't have to worry about getting paid. I didn't have to worry about getting scammed. Nice, nice, nice testimonial. Just, I, I understand that I, you know, it cost me a couple grand. Of course it did, because they got to make money, Russ. I mean, they can't. Exactly. They can't have an eighty thousand square foot facility, do all the advertisement, handle that transaction, handle all the paperwork, handle them. I mean, you and I both know, and luckily you understand this. But yeah, they've got you know. Frankly, I don't care if they make four or five grand. It's not my hassle anymore. Right. Well, and the the deal was, as I said, I want this much out of my car. They gave me that much out of my car. And if they want more, you if know. they can get, you know what, if they can work it around and get more than that, more power to them. Exactly, because I got what I wanted. I got what I was looking for. It's all that matters. And I didn't get, I didn't get screwed. There you so. go. <laughs> Bottom line. You know, that's a great testimonial. And I'll be the first to tell you, Russ, and we had a long conversation with him this past week. I did with with Britt uh, himself, where I'm like, hey, I, you know, I've looked at a lot of your prices, and I just always felt like it was, a, you know, a kind of a too-good-to-be-true thing. But once I learned, you know, their process and how it's working, they're taking a car like what you were selling. You're right. They're adding two, three grand onto it to make sure that they're getting paid for all the things that they're doing. But if that ends up being a fairly low price and they can move that car in, you know, 15 to 30 days, that's what they're doing. And that's why the next guy gets a good car at a good price. Yeah. And it took like 30 days to sell my car. There you go. And uh, no, I do it again. Awesome. Absolutely. I appreciate that. That's awesome, Russ. Just not having to go through the hassle of selling the car was totally worth it. I I know. I just sold a a 350Z that my wife had this past week, and and I do it all the time, and I get it. But I'll tell you what, Russ, what a pain in the rear. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is because I live in Wyoming, so I wound up driving that car to to Colorado like four times. Yep. To find out that I was, you know, each time these guys were trying to screw me. Yep. It's a pain in the neck. The time and hassle I had of selling that car was just, uh, I'd do it again. Well, so, had I had I met these guys a couple weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have sold this 350Z myself, so just saying. Anyways. 
Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is if you do buy a car from them, you're not going to get a car that's going to turn around and break down the next day. Well, you know, the, um, the, other thing that, the other thing that it does, too, Russ, which I like also, on your end, they're the seller, not you. So bottom line is, if there's ever an issue, guess who they're calling? Not you. Right. Exactly. There's a yeah. there's a peace of mind to that as well. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, definitely, if you got something you want to sell, okay. I mean, that's the safest way to sell your car and Thank make sure you. you get paid. Thank you. No, this is going to be a great so. partnership. I'm really looking forward to it. I wish we'd have done this years ago. I mean, things just kind of work out. I'm glad they're here now, but I'm very excited yep. about this partnership. Yep, so... Good stuff. Okay. Russ, thank yep, you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Steve and Wayne, guys, both hang tight. We're up against a break, and I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie, distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to get a little controversial. Because, you see, if you're anything like me, when you learn to drive, you learn that when you see a merge or lane ending sign, you should move over as quickly as possible. And all those other knuckleheads flying past you, well, they needed to pay better attention. It turns out that most drivers change lanes too early when they see a merge sign, thus causing a speed differential and a traffic backup. What traffic engineers and experts actually recommend is staying in your lane as long as possible before merging and merging at what they call the zipper point. Thanks a lot, Dad. Studies show that by just merging at the zipper point, traffic delays and backups can be reduced by as much as 40 to 50 percent. I know, I know, that feels like cutting to the front of the line, but the truth is it's just the right way to merge. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Greg at Ranch Fresh Meats has vetted out the best quality meats in the marketplace sourced from family farms, ranches, and small USDA meat plants that he knows personally. So whether you want Mary's Air Chilled Chicken, Tim Beeler's Duroc Pork, Morgan Ranch Wagyu Beef, local Angus Beef or Bison, go to ranchfreshmeats.com and see the amazing selections of items Greg has compiled from all small plants, farms, and family ranches that hold to the highest standards of animal welfare and meat quality. And Greg finds deals on items every week that his suppliers need to move. So sign up for the weekly sale email list and enter a chance to win a free case of Tim Beeler's Duroc non-GMO bacon. Use Rush, R-U-S-H, at checkout to get 10% off of your first order at ranchfreshmeats.com. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. 
But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fix It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Wayne up in Greeley. What's going on, Wayne? Well, good morning, John. Hey, always good to hear from you, Wayne. Well, you know what I wish I hadn't a soul, don't you? I know. <laughs> I wish you hadn't a soul that either. That makes two of us. Yeah, well, uh, but you know that... At least, means- you know what, though, Wayne? Your, your name comes up quite a bit, because at least I know a guy that owned one. That's pretty cool by itself. So well, t- not only that, John, I didn't buy it and part, put it in my garage. I drove that thing I know you did. driver. Okay, so for everybody that, that may be, from, might be just tuning in the first time, Wayne, tell them all what you owned. Well, it was a 69 Yanko, automatic. Yanko um, Chevelle, right? Yanko Chevelle, yes. 427, okay. uh, 420. Well, the window sticker when I bought it said it was... Uh, Rated at 450 horses with the standard exhaust configuration, and I put two-inch hookers on it. So. And they were low-rated, so it was much more than that. Yeah, and I blew off uh, about anything you'd want to ask for back in the day. <laughs> I used to drag race it on the uh, base. I was on a naval air base out in Maryland. Yeah. And we had drag races on the weekends, and uh, it was just I drove that car, John, from Maryland, way down on the coast of Maryland, all the way down to Florida and back. With a wow. It had a 410 Posi traction in it. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. And, you know, something else, I, you know, I just mentioned to you last time, I think, uh, about uh, that Hemi I had. I had a, uh, I think it was a 69 or a 70 Charger. I don't remember now. But I bought it briefly uh, when I had... 
decided I wasn't going to keep my Chevelle, and uh, I put it the Chevelle out there for sale, and I saw this Hemi, and I always wanted a Hemi, so I got it, and um, it had, you know, it had this standard Hemi with the four, right. four or two four barrels and the two distributors and all that stuff, and I mean, it was a, it wasn't today's Hemi, it was the real right. Hemi. Right. Problem is and that car was slower than your Chevelle. It was. Yep. It was. I, I, I was just so surprised. I tuned that thing to an end, and, and it just it just wouldn't perform. And everybody kept, well, the people that I called uh, told me, well, Wayne, if you want that Hemi to perform, you got to let Keith Black work on it. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I can't do that. Right, <laughs> so. right. No, anyway, no, fa- no, from the factory, those, uh, I tell you, that Chevelle was a pretty tough car to beat. Yeah, it was, and it was a beautiful car. It was powder blue with, uh, oh, with the, nice. and it had all the Yanko stuff on. I took a lot of the Yanko stripes off. Uh, I didn't care for the, all the lettering and right. everything. Right, right. So I had the white stripes down the side, nice. and uh, it it was just a great car. Uh, you know, had the red line uh, tires on it, and uh, nice. But yeah, I, I was really. I finally decided to sell it before I. Uh, when I was getting close to getting out of the service, and I sold it to a kid, and he had it for about two weeks and demolished it. He uh, went across the road, spun out, went across the road, and hit a concrete embutment, yeah. and went back across the road into the trees and tore the back of it all up. Oh, man. I went down to see it on the lot at the gas station where they had parked it that day and almost cried. Oh, I can imagine. I'm almost crying now, Wayne. One yeah. less of them in existence. All he ever got out of it was just the motor and the tranny, you know. I guess he got some money out of the motor and tranny, maybe the diff. Jeez. Unbelievable. uh, Good story, Wayne. Anyway, John, thank you. Uh, Thank you, Wayne. I didn't get to see you last week, and I probably won't make it this week, but uh, I'm there with you. No worries, Wayne. Appreciate it very much. Take care, sir. Okay, thank you. All right, man. Appreciate it. We, uh, We enjoy talking to Wayne, and that's a... He's always got great stories along those lines. Steve and Aurora, you're next. Hey, John. First Hello, time Steve. Caller. Well, thank hey, you. Thanks long, for calling. Appreciate it. Long-time long listener. I'm a retired mechanic. Uh, had a uh, motorcycle that I wished I had back. It was a 1974 Kawasaki H2, the old two-stroke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I sold that in 2000 to a, a deputy sheriff that had the... Uh, Suzuki 750s. Oh yeah, the old the old award. What they call those? Uh, water buffaloes. Water buffaloes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He had a he had a four or five of those in his garage, and now he's got. Those, by the way, those were a fun motorcycle to ride back in the day. Oh, they were quick. Yeah, they really were. I put uh, I put expansion chambers on it, ported and polished it. Nice. uh, She was a she was a rocket. Nice. Anyway, that was that one. Um, I've listened to you in the past about uh, you had some a transmission specialist on there. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a 99 uh, K2500 Suburban, and the uh, transfer case is filled up with tranny fluid from the transmission. Okay. So I got a seal problem, and I've pulled them both out here in the last couple of weeks on the garage floor. And I'm looking to uh, find somebody to uh, do the work on it. Are they uh, how many miles run? 150. 
Okay, 150. I mean, the tea case is pretty easy. I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. You could look at that, put a chain in it if need be. You can look at the planetaries, but typically that one is pretty solid. If you need, if it's stretched and you can test it, you mean your your tech, you can do that, test it. If the, if the chain's even good, uh, if it hasn't been ran a four-wheel drive a ton, that one I would probably just look at, make sure bearings are good. That transfer case will run a very, very long time. I wouldn't worry much about it other than maybe just resealing a transmission yeah it's getting up to the point where and i wouldn't have that one rebuilt i'll be honest with you steve uh, buy a transmission uh in fact see what see if general motors still offers one for that if they do buy it from them or buy a jasper with a jasper you're going to, have to buy it through someone because you can't buy it direct yourself you you might be able to being that you've been a technician but you'll have to ask jasper okay so you're not you don't think i should have a shop mm. rebuild this one nope I don't know of a decent rebuilder in this entire town, and I, I, I long long story short, my my uncle's got a truck that has a similar transmission. I won't name the place that he's been to, but he thought, well, we'll save a little money and have a shop local do it, and you know, do the rebuild and blah blah blah. What a nightmare that's been, Steve. It's been back to that right. shop, uh, I think, twice or three times now, uh, and this last time around. Uh, it wouldn't start because a, I, I this this shop said you already know how that bell housing looks. This shop said a rock got in there, and it's the reason why the starter wouldn't turn over. My gut feeling is he left a converter bolt loose and it got tied up. Yep, that's it. That's, that's what happened to it because you you already know a rock's not getting in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's no rock yeah. coming in there. And for those of you listening, it's because that's an enclosed bell housing. No rocks are coming it in. Is. Yeah, there's a bottom plate underneath. Yep. There's no rocks coming in. <laughs> And uh, I looked online, and there was a TCI transmission. You know, they're not bad. They're out of California, and I, I used to buy their transmissions when I was racing clear back in the day. I mean, clear back in the late 80s, I was buying their stuff, and their stuff wasn't bad. And to my knowledge, Steve, it's still good today. It'll be an upgrade to what you have now. That will not be a stock. I mean, it will be stock-ish, but they do their upgrades, and that's why you pay a little more money for it. Yeah. But it's a good yeah, transmission. Nothing wrong with it at all. And the transfer case, um, yeah, there's no play. I can grab both. I just just reseal it, it and keep using it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yep. it yep. It's right. not an auto track, is it? No. No, yeah, just just reseal it and call it good. Okay, great. Don't worry about it. And if the oh, case halves aren't even le- you know aren't leaking, leave that alone. Yeah. Okay. Just just leave it. You know, put, you know, put some input, output shaft seals on it, call it good. All right. All and right. Then, uh, look after this. When I was looking to tinker with a uh, classic car, this Worldwide Vintage Auto, I'm going to go check them out. Go Here's check the them out. No, they, they've got some great stuff. And, and uh, they're the type of car, Steve, where somebody like you can buy one that, you know, and then these are, these are you know, a 7 out of a 10 car, roughly, I want to say, on average. And, you know, when I looked around everything last this last week, uh, they're drivers. Uh, they're going to go from A to B just fine. But, you know, that's, they're the type of cars where the, the foundation is there. And if somebody can come in there and kind of fine-tune things, is there a potential upside to them? Absolutely. Yeah, right at my alley. Absolutely. So there you go. Okay, brother. Steve, thanks. It. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for the call. Let's get Dan Muir in. What's going on, Dan? John, I thought we were friends. Why? What? what, what? I, I thought, you know, you know how sentimental I am. And now you got me thinking about all the things I sold that I wish I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wish I had. You well, know, you know. I'm, I'm, okay, my, like, like, like I told our, our earlier caller. I, I, had, I, I, know, I know what you said, man, but I had to call my therapist. I'm thinking about turning in all my AA coins for a drink. I mean, uh, this is terrible. There we go. I mean, <laughs> do, 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 do you need your, uh, you know, do we need a safe space for you now, Dan? 
Yeah, you do. I do the same face. <laughs> matter of fact, I'm going to put on my three or four mask again and my face shield because I might get That's hilarious. Well, yeah, you're, well, no, you're no. unique because you've had airplanes and such as well, not just cars. I know. Well, remember, remember we looked at that one that I used to yep. own and we saw how much it was selling for? $95,000. I sold that thing for 6000 bucks. Unbelievable. I know. It's Unbelievable. Like, you got to be kidding me. So you do dumb things when uh, you're young. I know, I'm but, you know, it's, what do you do? I mean, on the same token, I can look back on things I sold. I mean, sometimes that's just what you do to feed your family. Yeah, that's what, that's what we had to do. You, you don't mean choice. Also, you know, I had to, had to sell my 68 Cutlass convertible, too. That was my grandparents that they bought brand new. Wow. See, you that know, car that, with, that, that, with that history makes it worth some money today, but, you know, yeah, it is what it is. I know where it is. I know where it is. Mm. Someday, maybe. Someday, maybe. But, you know, that car, a 68 Cutlass convertible, it came with factory air conditioning. Oh, yeah. My, my, my Grand Sport, my old, you know, my 68 Buick Grand Sport has AC. That still works yeah. and blows cold. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah. Isn't In fact, it, it'll blow as cold as these new cars will. And with that old Freon, you still haven't destroyed the planet, have you? Oh, no, not at all. We're still here. Imagine that. <laughs> just imagine that. Imagine that. So, no, I just, I just had to call in and tell you, brother, that, you know, God, thanks a lot for sending me down memory lane. And I went through a box of tissues. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> all righty, man. You take care. Hey, you too. Don't let the mosquitoes okay. get you, Dan. No, I won't. I'll try not to. All right, man. They're terrible here. Love you. Appreciate right, it. Thank Bye. you, man. Appreciate it very much. All right, we'll take a break. Lines open, 303-477-5600. As you can tell, question of the day is, what vehicle or item did you sell that you wish now you hadn't? And I made a mistake, or I didn't. I got a text message that came in earlier on. person that had a 70 Roadrunner, 71 Cuda, and then I said 69 Superbike. He meant to say 69 Super B. And if you had all three of those cars today, holy cow, what a trifecta that is. So, guys, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. 
Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. And if you're listening to this show as a replay, we will most likely play this on the Labor Day weekend. So if it's Saturday of Labor Day and you're listening, happy Labor Day weekend. And we appreciate appreciate all of you that labor away. Because, yeah, this weekend is for those of you that actually have jobs. Yeah, I think I said that correctly. That's what Labor Day is for. And I know it's early stages and, or, you know, it's roots and where it came from and all that, which I'm not going to get into. But, hey, happy Labor Day weekend if you're listening on Labor Day weekend. Question of the day. I wish I never sold my blank. Could be car, truck, gun, boat, RV, you name it. Doesn't matter. One of the ones as a family that we sold is, which I still wish we had today, and I would love to buy one back that looks very, very similar to it, is a 72 GMC Jimmy. And for those of you that don't know the differences between the GMCs and the Chevys, because back then there were significant differences, the GMCs of that era had a four headlamp and a much better looking front end grill assembly than the Chevys had. The Chevys were actually quite ugly. They had this plastic cheap kind of honeycombish or not even a honeycomb just a you know rectangular uh, small rectangular opening grill with these two round headlights and quite frankly they were ugly compared to a GMC. GMC had a much 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 better looking front grill design than what Chevrolet had at the time. And the one we had was red and white and my dad had taken uh, most people don't know this, but back in those days, you could buy, or if you could find one, which they were pretty pretty prevalent back in the day, if you could take a top off of, I think, a 73 or 4 Blazer that would fit right on with that with very little modification. I think you had to change the back hatch around. But that top would fit on that early 69 to 72 Blazer, and it gave you sliding rear windows. The quality of the top was actually much, much better than they were from that previous generation so just a little tidbit that's one vehicle i wish that as a family we still had i have a few others i'll mention but that is one in particular i wish we had never sold doug and golden what's going on hey i have a couple of cars i want to tell you about all right my very first car was a 56 old 88 convertible it was uh black and white two-tone outside black top and a red and white leather interior. Mm, nice. And this was, I bought this car back in 68, and it was so beautiful. But it cost me more than I could afford 
with repairs. Maybe because when you're 19, you don't drive a car like you should. Well, and they were not, no. The, no, and you and I both know this too, Doug, they were not the best of cars in those eras, unfortunately. No, no, unfortunately. Um, so I ended up selling it so I could buy something cheap that would uh, go and not cost me too much so I could pay for college. And, and then when I was uh, stationed in Pensacola, Florida, in uh, 1969, bought a Mercedes 196190 SL, hmm. and that was a honey of a car. Only problem was it was too light in the rear end, and when you went around the corner, you would slide out a lot. But I have mixed feelings because when I got transferred to Washington, a guy I put my three cars up for sale, and a guy called me and said. How would you like to trade your car for a piece of property on a canal lot going out into the Gulf? Yeah. And I said, oh, what the hell? Well, 10 years later, I, that guy called me and said, I'll give you three times what you paid for that canal lot. And, of course, the, the car would have gone up the same. And, uh, well, I took, took the money yep. and I bought another Mercedes with it and took a trip to Europe. So good for you. Uh, I'm glad I bought that car. But, there you uh, go. That was a really good story. Cool car that would be worth a lot of money. Good story, Doug. So thanks. I love no, your show. Appreciate it. it. No, thank you very much. Thanks for calling in, Doug, as well. Appreciate it. Question of the day: What is that item that you wished you'd never sold? And again, it could be a piece of land, a house, a car. I, I don't know. You name it. You know. Let us know what it is. Uh, somebody texted and said. Uh, wish I had my 66 Buick Special with the aluminum 300 V8. Uh, it was a two-door. Uh, by the way, yeah, that, that and those cars actually now are finally starting to become worth some money. Somebody else called in and kind of gave me the, the history of uh, being in, like me, grew up in the car dealership world. And, yes, when you grow up in that world, everything is for sale. And there are a lot of things probably as a dealership um, through the years you look at and realize, yeah, I probably should have kept that. But on the same token, you're trying to make a money, you know, trying to make money, you're trying to, you know, get cars sold. That's what's paying the bills and feeding the family and doing all the things that need to be done. And uh, he gives a story of a 1990 F-150, which, yeah, those are, those are also now starting to become worth more and more money. I've talked about this previous, but the, of course, 69 to 72 GMCs and Chevys, and really doesn't matter whether it's a you know two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, short box, long box, you know three-quarter ton, half ton. I mean, the most valuable of those are Blazers, Jimmys, and short box four-wheel drive trucks. Even some short box two-wheel drive trucks, if you can find them. But any of the short box trucks and or the Blazers and Jimmys are worth the most money in that era. It doesn't mean that the long boxes aren't worth some money, because they are, but they're not worth the same money that the short box trucks are so by the way anybody out there listening that has one uh, i would love to own one if i could find the right one i'm pretty particular i don't want one i've got to go through and do a complete restoration on although there's things i can do um, i don't have the time energy or effort to go through that whole process but if one is pretty much you know there and just needs some finishing i guess you could say uh, i'm up for that and i'd buy one completely done if it's the you know Right price. I'm not. No offense. I'm not paying a hundred grand for one. Somebody called in earlier too on the or, or texted in earlier and had an early Bronco, which another one of those I I had back in the day. Gosh, owning a four wheel drive store like I did, 
uh, early on. You know, those things would come in. The timing chains would go bad. It would knock all the valves out of those 302s. And people would just give you the title because they didn't have the money to fix them. So I'd take the title. I'd go through and get all the work done, fix it, uh, you know, resell the vehicle. And I don't know how many of those I did back in the day because that's just what you did to make money. A car, though, that we as a family owned, it was actually is my brother's car, although it was really more of a family car because we were kind of a, a, a family of, of Camaros. I had one. My sister had one. My brother had one. But my brother had probably the best of the three. And we, we look back on that, my dad and I both, and it's a car we never, ever should have sold. And we knew it, but again, at the time when you need cash and you're, you know, you're trying to make ends meet, and that time my brother was trying to pay bills and so on, so sold the car to make money and didn't go for a lot of money back in the day. And I'd love to find that car and buy it back. But we had a 70 and a half Z28 Camaro, which there were not a lot of those running around in the first place. And that was the small block, solid lifter camshaft, engine, four-speed transmission, you know, the M22, and was quite the machine, by the way. I mean, that car ran really, really well for being a small-block car, and uh, they were they were a fabulous car to own. And ours was kind of that lime green metallic with the black stripes, and it was all original. We'd painted it and, you know, gone through and did kind of a restoration back in the day. This would have been back in the 80s, uh, and uh, nice, nice car. And you know, pretty much all original as far as interior and stuff goes. And you know, that's one of those cars where you look back and say, yeah, probably never should have sold that car. But, you know, again, all of you listening understand this. You do what you got to do to make ends meet. And I was fortunate. Most of you know the story. I think I've got enough time to, to tell this story. So I own still my original car that I owned from high school. And actually, it was a car because of having a car dealership back in the day. We had sold the car originally to my uh, my great aunt. So my grandmother's sister, who lived here in Denver, bought the car brand new in 1968. We've got all the paperwork showing that. Uh, aunt Nell was her name. She owned that car. And, and then when she decided in about 1976 or so, 60, 76 or 70, maybe it was 1978, I want to say, they still made a V8 Buick Regal back in that day. Well, she wanted a new car, and she decided to buy the Buick Regal, even though it didn't have the power that my car had, uh, or her car that she owned at the time as, as a used car had. She wanted a new car. So she bought that car, took it in on trade. Well, that was a car that I ended up uh, buying. We kept it as a family, and I still have that car to this day. But the story is, so for a lot of you that are listening, yes, some things can happen this way. I had that car up until my youngest, Richard, you hear him calling all the time. He was about two, and I needed money for the next house, and you guys know how that is, and some of you have even called in and talked about how you turned a car into a house. Well, I did, and as it's turned out, it was the best move, and so I needed you know, money for the next down payment and so on, so I sold that car to a friend of mine, and he bought it. Owned it, and he did a few things to the car. While by the time, you know, by the way, while he had it, he he went through, did a really nice, complete restoration paint job on it, put a different set of tires and wheels, redid the exhaust. I mean, just did some things that the car really needed at that time. But the car, even to this day, only has fifty-two thousand miles on. It. Actually, fifty-one and some change. When I sold it, it had forty-nine thousand miles on it. I bought it with twenty-nine thousand miles. So I put twenty thousand on it. The next guy put hardly any, two thousand miles. Well. Several years ago, probably six, seven years ago, I'm perusing Craigslist one night, and I noticed that this car on there is for sale. I send off an email, find out whether it's my car or not, come to find out it was, and I was able to buy the car back that I had actually sold. The gentleman I had sold it to had gotten sick and couldn't do anything anymore, so his neighbor was selling it, 
And that's why they didn't contact me because they didn't really know much about the history of the car because it was the neighbor selling it, not the gentleman that actually had it that I had sold it to. But I was fortunate, able to buy my car back from high school, still own it to this day. I can still fire it up. In fact, the other day I got in it. Battery stays up and fresh. I can pump that thing three or four times and it'll fire right up. And I've never, ever overhauled the carburetor on that. And it's been so it's the same carburetor since 1968. Yes, that's a true story. So we'll be right back. Hour number three is next. What is that item you wish you'd never sold? That's the question of the day. 303 477 5600. We'll be back. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.